Welcome to the Everyman Sports Podcast, the show for fans, by fans. No former pros, no so-called experts, just real passionate fans. From outside on a porch to inside a living room, in the parking lot of a stadium to the dining room table, friends and families chat about their teams, their games, and what makes them cheer. This is Everyman Sports. Hello and welcome to another episode of Everyman Sports. My name is Chad. I'm the owner-operator of this podcast. Our number is 626-427-7678. That's 626-427-7678. And you can find us across social media at Everyman Sports. With me this week is my dad. How you doing, Dad? I'm doing great. All right. Well, let's talk about the week that was in the NFL Week 6. It started off with the Patriots beating the Giants 35-14. to We covered that in the last episode. Um, moving over to some of the other ones. We went out all the way over to England for a Tampa Bay home game. Buccaneers losing to Carolina 37-26 in a game that I it seemed I, I can't tell if it was closer than the score says or it was worse than what the score says. Because it feels like Winston kept on th- I think he threw like five interceptions in the game. Yeah, and it's more about uh, what the Panthers are doing without Cam Newton. Kyle Allen, I think he's 4-0, if I remember correctly. Could be wrong on that. Yeah, yeah. So how do you, you can't change now, can you? I mean, it's really hard to, and there's plenty of changes going around. You know, but, I mean, Bridgewater, who again wins 13-6 to in Jacksonville. Uh, you've got, who's the other one that's doing well, the backup? Um uh, Pittsburgh uh, with their third string. Well, that, that's amazing. 24-17 out in the Chargers. The Chargers are falling off fast. You've also got... Uh, that's pretty much it in terms of this week. We had a couple of bye weeks. But, um, yeah, a lot of the backups really doing well this year. Oh, you know, yeah. Yeah, I was going to say backups or, or young quarterbacks. No, this is, yeah, this is a whole new year. We're, we're, how, how good is... Um... Jackson. Oh, Lamar Jackson? Yeah. Lamar Jackson's really good. 23-17 over the Bengals at home. Um, yeah, Baltimore Baltimore is becoming an AFC uh, heavyweight at this at this point. Um, last year, he couldn't throw the ball, and this year, all he does is throw the ball. You know, they... They took uh, they took Kansas City to the limit uh, not too long you know a couple weeks ago and so yeah Baltimore is really really chugging along. Um, so, uh, the big game San Francisco uh, beats their uh, hated rivals twenty to seven in L A. LA's it I think it's more the Niners are that good. The Rams are fa- have fallen off a little bit, but I think the Niners are really are for real. Well, they're for real, and, and Goff is not. No, no, but he was... I never would have put him in elite status, but he's yeah. he's definitely not there. But, but, the, but the Rams have lost, what, two uh, two or three in a row? Uh, I believe at least two in a row. Yeah, a couple of losing streaks continue on teams that we almost thought wouldn't lose this season, and that includes the um, Kansas City Chiefs. Losing at home in back-to-back weeks, which I th- I thought that would was impossible, um, but there you yeah, go. Yeah, so what's up with that? So the what, what's going on? They uh, the defense they can't stop anybody. No, but they they couldn't stop anybody last year, and especially in overtime in the yeah, AFC. But, he, but he, he keeps getting rid of uh, talent. 
Well, he keeps getting. Re- well, he also keeps get, you know, but you know, the defensive coordinators finally don't uh, don't hang around as long as they used to because they got rid of the guy from last year. It was Sutton, I think. But right. uh, but yeah, thirty-one to twenty-four. Houston runs amok. Carlos Hyde with a big game too. But yeah, um, also don't forget uh, Madden curse. Uh, I thought it would happen a little bit sooner, but now this might be. I mean, at the very least, there's no way that that they're going to be able to host the AFC Championship game now. Which Who's I think that? the Chiefs, if they were to make it to the AFC Championship game, there's no way they're going to host it now, unless the Patri- <laughs> unless right. the Patriots. Yeah, that's, that's a read. I don't know that defense. You know, they, you you can't you you no. I'm not feeling it. Right, but I was going to say that was probably going to be their only saving grace because they're not going to go into New England if they even make it where they have to play them. Uh, yeah, the Patriots. Yeah. So it's a whole another level there. But yeah, yeah. Don't forget, Patrick Mahomes is the cover cover athlete for the Maddens for uh, this year's Madden. Right. So you know, and I put I put stock into that because that. Well, is, it's not his fault. No, it's not. But you know, still, still got to do stuff. Um, another surprise: the Eagles go into Minnesota, and Minnesota lays a whooping, thirty-eight to twenty, on the Eagles. Including and how about a, that, 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 that linebacker that was talking smack? Uh, Cox? No, not Cox. No, Zach. Uh, what's his name? And they uh, they released him. Oh, right. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. The the oh, Gosh, I forget his name. But yeah, you're right. They released him. He was a pretty big name, but... Zach yeah, they, Brown? I forget his name. Yes. Yes, I believe so. But yeah. And then there you go. Um, also, a fake, a fake uh, field goal at the end of the first half. Instead of going for the points, and it didn't work out for them there. Yeah, that. What, what was all that about? I, I don't know, but I mean, look, I Doug Peterson goes for it. You know, the Philly Philly in um, in the Super Bowl. Right, you know, they right. go for it on fourth down a lot. I, I I I don't mind the play call, but I mean, they the uh, the intended receiver only ran because it was like an eight. It was a fourth and eight, but he ran like only eight yards the first down marker. Like it's obvious the uh, the place kicker he's 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 holding the ball he's trying to deke it but like he's just like you're not open I can't. all right I guess I'll throw it to you when obviously the right. I guess tight end should have been like well oh, I'm being covered here I got to keep running but no he just stood there you know there, there was a play in the game but I think it was uh, uh, the Bucks that the, the, the game in London yeah. Well, I don't know it was the end of the half or whatever, but they got a free kick. I forget what the heck happened, but that was rare. That was. It, and it was right. So that would be like, what, a, a 60-yard field goal? Or, or yeah. it turned out to be. Yeah, yeah, it's one of those. It's it's almost like the um, the drop kick for the uh, for like a two for a three yeah, points. Yeah, but you never see that, really. No. Um, speaking of going for points, uh, a last-second touchdown by the Dolphins – Bring them in within one, and instead of kicking the field goal to t- or extra point to tie it, Brian Flores and the Dolphins goes for the win. Goes for the win at home. I don't blame that. I don't. I think that's a good the call. Two point play. Hey, look, you are. You, there's no way that they called that play to guarantee they would tank not only the game but the season. Yeah. I mean, Flores. Flores doesn't want to tank, but I mean, the obvious is, hey, look, we get the you know. Tua is on the other side of the draft, so let's go for him. But, you know, go for it at home. This is a team that is lucky to win at least a game this season. So why not make it this week? Get the team excited. Get your fans excited. Do it at home. Yeah. 
But I mean, the play—it could have been a better play call. I mean, well, you play for the tie on the road, and you play for the win at home. Yeah, look, but they so go, you know that's that's old school. And now Washington escapes with their first win, so already the uh, interim coach is, you know, with with this win, I wouldn't be surprised if Dan Steiner makes him the permanent coach after this. Really? Uh, I don't know. When have you been able to... I mean, why hasn't he been a head coach before? Well, I'm just saying, what has Dan Daniel Snyder done in his life, or at least as an owner, that made us go, oh, that's logical. Oh, yeah, that's yeah, a good yeah. idea. I don't expect him to do great things. Right. Um, you know, we were talking about um, moving quarterbacks and whatnot. Denver wins at home 16 to nothing. The Titans get shut out. And now Marcus Mariota rides the pine. He's being benched for Ryan Tannehill now. No, he he will be an NFL bust. Mariota? Yeah. I I guess there was much. Mean, he's had all the opportunities. He has all the opportunities. I think that Winston came out with the higher pedigree in terms of um, ability. Mariota, yeah. yes, Mariota is a Heisman Trophy winner. But don't forget, the whole idea was him coming out in the draft. Chip Kelly wanted him. And, I mean, he was his former, they were a former coach, uh, quarterback combo in college. So I, he would have been a bigger bust if Chip Kelly was his coach in the NFL, I think. Because he can't, cause that was the whole lead up. And then once he did. I wouldn't be hitching my trailer to Chip Kelly. No, I understand that. But at the time, we have to let's rewind the clock back and let's go back in time to that draft. And Jameis Winston was going first no matter what. Mariota was the question would the Eagles be able to put up enough to get Mariota in the draft to move up? Right, 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 but they right. didn't. And so when the Titans drafted him, it was like, all right, well, this story's over. All right, go, go be a quarterback. Let's see what you can do. Winston was the one like, hey, this guy's got a lot of talent, skill. They won a national championship at Florida State with him. What can he do? I mean, look, he's still throwing it. He's throwing it to the other team most of the time. But Mariota right. can barely throw it. They're a running team. Like, and he's, you know. The, so now it's Tannehill. Yeah, which it's it's hard to believe, but there he is. So And Fitzpatrick for uh, Miami. Yeah, my... And, and it's over for Josh Rosen. Uh, it might be. Well, I mean, it's going to be anyway. He was just kind of holding the fort down there. He's going to be the backup to Tua next he's year. A, he's a career backup kind of guy. I think so. That knee injury at college really kind of set him down the, uh, a bad path. Um, but kind of, on the one hand, I did kind of want the Jets to draft him at the time. But boy, am I happy Jeez. they didn't. 24-22, to the Jets finally get a win over the Cowboys. And, How exciting was that? And Very exciting. In the history of the NFL, no team that... Uh, let me get the stats right. No team that um, uh, led the game in time of possession, yards gained, turnovers, and there's another stat, ever has ever lost the game, except what? once. And that was except- this game. And when was that? This game. The this, Cowboys. The Cowboys uh, led the game in first downs, right. total yards, okay? Right. Um, what's the other stat? Total yards. So what does that say? Time of possession. That's, that, that's how bad Dallas is? Well, that just that this was such, such a game in terms right. of there was... Um, Welcome back, Sam Donald. Well, that too. 
But let's see. Yeah, I mean, they... Dallas, what was it? They had one, two, three field goals. And okay. two, t- yeah, and a, a touchdown. A two yeah. touchdowns. But they started out the season 3 and 0. Yeah, they started out the season 3. Now they're 3 and 3. The Jets started off 0 and 4. Now, and now they're then now, now they look like pretenders. Well, yeah, and it's, you know, that I mean, the NFC East is always a is a is a that's, a, that's the worst division in football. It is, but it always seems to, you know... It, op- it opens it up for the Giants? I mean, that's hard to say. I mean, the, I mean, it's it's the Eagles and the Cowboys. It, yeah, the winner might be 8-8 eight and eight or 9-7 and seven going into playoffs, but, you know, they, they still fight hard. Like, these are, these are teams that just knock each other. Well, they're going to be facing each other. Yeah, it's true. But back to Dallas, they I mean they just could not get enough into I mean Brett Brett Mayer's field goals, a fifty yarder, a sixty two yarder, and a thirty two yarder. Wow. Like that just goes to show you that I mean they just couldn't put it they just couldn't score. They just couldn't get where they needed to. But yeah, only time in the history of the league that a team has led the game in first downs, total yards, time of possession. Like every other stat that you go, like yeah, oh um, turnovers, and won the game, Crazy. or and lost the game. So that's that's really hard to believe and and whatnot. So, uh, so that goes well for them this this week. I would like to think so. But to finish off, so well if they're doing the impossible, that is true. And then uh, good, it wouldn't be the you know be the best time to show that. Uh, you're telling me. And then to finish off the week, Green Bay. Wins twenty three to twenty two in Green Bay. Detroit had that game locked up, and then no, the refs handed it to him. Uh, how did that go down? Well, I mean, look, it just goes to show you they don't want to be proven wrong. Just like how in the NF and in Major League Baseball with the whole, um, uh, you know, like uh, what is yeah. it? The the umps, you know, be, they don't want to know yeah. that. Oh, you know, according to our uh, videos, actually, that was a strike, and you called it a ball. Like they, they don't want to be undermined. Like how dare you know? How dare they you know undermine my authority? Well, you're, so you're talking about two hands to the face where he was actually holding on to the to the shoulder pad. Yeah. But but now the officials or the league is hanging their hat on prolonged. You right. Know, that, that that part of the rule. There's way too many rules, and you know what? Since that the debacle in New Orleans, they. I mean, the refs should. I mean, they should have just apologize and moved on. They, right. They're just putting more and more focus on you know, you know what is pass interference. I mean, that's all we knew. And now we don't. Yeah, exactly. You know, so all these rules, and and that's what happens when you uh, you know, football has the most rules of any really North American sport. Yeah, it does. You know, and yeah, and and it all happens bang bang and. There's, I don't. What, what do you suggest they do? Because this is getting ugly, unnecessary. You know, it stops the flow of the game. It's uh, you. You know, you're you're creating winners and losers. I mean, those penalties. One one negated a sack. Yeah. And the other one just just kept the drive going. So what I'm thinking is, I mean, they're all judgment calls, and and that's a big part of the problem. 
There's no other, and there's no, because it, it's just a judgment call. In baseball, it's a definitive. Did you touch the base before mm. the you know the ball reached your glove? Well, you know, I think it worked out great because, I mean, I think no doubt the Lions were done a disservice, but by the Packers running back just sitting down at the two-yard line and then running the clock down and kicking that thing, they, but here's the thing, two-thirds of the money was, uh, the, the betting was on Packers. Right. And so they won the game, but, you know, the Lions covered. I don't know what's up at all. Yeah, the Lions. I, see, I'm not going to put too much. Like, the Green Bay, no matter who's the, you know, even when McCarthy was there. Like, that's that's an organiz- that's a smart organization in terms of what are you going to do to win the game? You know, what is the best play you can make here as opposed to going for the glory? And, you know, taking it, you know, stopping at the yard line to keep the clock going to, despite the points you know, just take the win and get out of there. Like, that's something that Green Bay does. I mean, there's a great, you know, the video of, like, oh, yeah. smart... Yeah. Right, but heads up play. Like, the Green Bay um, special teams, where, like, the player has one foot out of bounds on a kickoff, touches the ball while his foot is out of bounds. That counts as the kick going out of bounds. Like, this was a couple years ago. But still, just that smart, you know, heads up play that you're going to get from organizations like Green Bay, like Pittsburgh, like, the, you know the Giants and, of course, the Patriots and whatnot, that you won't get anywhere else because everybody else, no matter how many football lifers there are, everybody is dumber than somebody else, and especially when it comes to coaching. But, I mean, the Lions had that game. I mean, what was that, 16? It was like 16 nothing early, 16-3, way, way, way early. It was 13, well, it was 13 nothing. Yeah, I mean, they had, a, they had a good lead, but that second half, they just, the adjustments that were made on Stafford and the adjustments. Well, I mean, Rodgers is, a, I mean, it, you know, he's a legend for a reason. Absolutely. I mean, guy, he's a dart thrower. He is, he is, and he's got that killer instinct, and it really worked out for them this week. So let's go over to uh, this week, week seven in the NFL. What are your best bets for the week? Well, I'm liking the Giants at home against the Cardinals. Now, I'm not sure if uh, Barkley's going to play or not and what you'll get out of him if he does, but um, I like them at home. Right, so they're giving three to the Cardinals coming across the country. Um, yeah, they are. And they're coming off uh, a win. They're coming off a win. Uh-huh. I mean, it's it's against the Falcons. They're 2-3-1 and one now. Um, that's, and the yeah, it's amazing, right? Right, you know Kingsbury. He hasn't set the season on fire, but they're playing hard for him. And um, Kyler Murray is is also performing pretty well too. He's a he's a future star for sure. Oh, absolutely. Um, just where is his ceiling? Right now, he's he's on the up and up, but we'll see. Yeah. You know, there's an interesting a line that interests me the most was the uh, Texans at Colts. Texans get Texas getting one. Yeah, I have. Yeah, I see that too. I mean, the Colts are coming off a bye. Um, they're in the now, hunt. teams off the bye last week. Both covered, right? And that, and those two teams were Miami. Yeah, right. Even though they lost, they covered, and uh, the Lions were the other one. I mean, really, the Texans should should be f- five and one at the least. You know, we 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 know about that last second kick and the opening day. Opening that quarterback's amazing, right? Who Deshaun Watson or? Yeah, Watson. Yeah. yeah, no, he's he's the real deal. That's that's somebody who you know. And and he tests the field, you know, deep. He he throws, you know. I know he's got a lot of sacks, but 
I don't know if that's, you know, but when you run deep plays like that. Yeah, no, it's true. But look, um, yeah, the Texans, I, I, I am kind of seeing maybe a small letdown. I mean, they go into Kansas City, and now it's a lot to go back on the road in the division. Second road game, Se- yeah. Second road game against the division rival, division foe. I would take the Colts with the points, you know, giving. I take the Colts to cover. But I mean, if they're covering, I mean it's it's a one it's a one point game, so they have to they got to win anyway if they're going to cover. That's what I'm wondering. What's <laughs> up with that? You know, that kind of surprised me. I mean, it makes you want to take the Texans. You know? it, it does. I mean, they are they are considering it's like a trap. It is, but they're also considering. Hey, here is a team that is going to play close. Like they, I, I'm not going to. We're not going to see a two touchdown game. You know, 10 points at the most. But, I mean, can't you see a division game, you know, two hotly contested teams that are rivals, they don't like each other. uh, Yeah, yeah, I could see that being close. Now, wouldn't this also fall into – oh, no, because the home team's the favorite. Because I was going to say that almost sounds like a Bruner, but – A Bruner, yeah, it's not. Yeah, so – well, the crazy thing is that home favorites have have not done well this year. No, a lot of road victories. Yeah, and the book really hasn't, you know, moved against the trend. And this line seems like an attempt to do that because they're really not giving, you know, home the, um, like you're saying that the assumed three-point advantage of the home team is not really an advantage in this season so far. Right, which I can believe. You know, because that's three points is usually baked in the cake. Yeah. Yeah, so now if you're going to remove that ingredient, then we have a different uh, different product. So, it, you know, while this trend works out, it, it, it helps people that like to play the underdog, but most betters like our favorite betters. True. So you like... So that one's interesting there. Yeah. So Giants, Colts... Right. Now, again, that issue, but, well, I mean, I think clearly the Buffalo Bills at home. I mean, this is a team that could win 10, 11 games. Right. I mean, they're off to a great start already. The only problem is they average like 18 points a game. Right, but that defense, that defense but is line, But I know, but the line is 17. Yeah, I know. Well, yeah. but so that's not a team that, that that's really, uh, you, know, that, you know, you wouldn't enter them in a track meet. Right, but do you think Miami can score at least 16 on this on this defense? No. Okay, then. So then, then I mean, it's likely, do you think that, Buffalo can score twenty points on Miami, at least. Oh, for sure. Okay, so so you're kind of like right now that seventeen does look it looks juicy, but I think last week and last week game against the against Washington last week uh, that was a six. Washington three and a half. That line ended at three and a half. Oh, it ended at three and a half. But okay, so yeah. so it's close. Miami covered there. Yeah. Um. But I mean, yeah, that is a giant line. But I could, say, I think Buffalo might be the one to cover that. Yeah, it could be a Miami beatdown, right? But I'm gonna, I'm not, I'm gonna stay away. That that game just is interesting. It's just interesting to see the Bills because people didn't really see them as a playoff team. No, but they're four and, and one. Uh, well, here's the thing: uh, this is the first game of three at home. Oh, and true. And the, the next three, you can look on the schedule. None of those teams have a winning record. Let me take a look so, real quick. Yeah, so I think what their record could be after this. I mean, I could see it going up, sure. I mean, look, 
Yeah, taking Buffalo outright. I mean, that like to win. That's a that's a guarantee. But yeah, but you got to risk thirteen hundred to make a hundred. So that's a little bit crazy. Yeah, that can be that can be yeah, a lot. Not worth it. Let's see Buffalo in the next three weeks. They have got Miami at home. At home, um, and then so let's see. Hold on. So there you go. Um, I do. Uh, hold on a second. Whoop. Where is it? My goodness. My goodness gracious. Um, I think it's divisional. Let me see real quick. Oh, my goodness. Um, Hello. Yeah, I know. Tell me about it. Well, the computer is not uh, is not working. There where's, we go. Where's, okay. where's your assistant? <laughs> He's asleep. Uh, Miami, Eagles, and the Redskins. Um, that Eagles one, well, that might be a tough the, one. Yeah, right. Miami and Washington, yeah, I can see them taking those two, but... Anything, uh, I mean, to to take to sweep all three games, you're at home. You should, but the Eagles will pre- present a challenge. Do you think so? I present a challenge. I'm not saying it's a guarantee loss, yeah. but I'm not calling and it a guarantee. Got their own problems, right? I do see a Bruner on the on the schedule, though. I see my Minnesota at Detroit getting Minnesota giving one. Minnesota is a favorite at home. No, they're on the road in Detroit. Oh, 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 okay, okay, yeah, yeah. I did see that. Uh, that's basically a pick'em game. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm not. I didn't. I didn't really favor a side there. Right. I mean, it, it would be interesting. All right. So you like the Giants giving that's the, three? That's the division of football right now. There's no losing records. That is true. There's, in the NFC yeah, North. Yeah. NFC North. Uh, so you like the Giants giving three? You like the Colts giving one? Did you have a third? Yeah, um, I no, not really. I think I'm just going to leave it at that. Yeah, I think I think that's fair. You know, you know, but but there are three teams that have a multiple losses right in a row now. If we talked about the Chiefs, right, lost two with Arrowhead. Yes, right. Mm-hmm. And now the Rams line at Denver three and a half. Right. The Rams. Yeah, so also- I mean the. Huh? No, I was going to say the same thing. Rams have lost at least two games in a row. They're on the road in Atlanta, giving three. And Atlanta's lost a boatload in a row. I mean, yeah. But I did see Freeman had 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 a good day rushing last week. Yes, and yes, indeed. I think they're a different team when they can get the run going. Yes. So that looked promising. I mean, they're not going to go. So they're going to beat somebody. Oh, absolutely. And and the Rams are on the ropes. And then the third team was the Cowboys. Yeah, the Cowboys. They've lost three in a row. At home, Sunday night against the Eagles, they're given three. Um, Eagles lost a tough game on the road. They're going on the road again. But it's divisional, so you almost have to kind of throw half the half the stuff out. I mean, yeah, but Carson's going to have to make a difference here eventually, no? I mean, he, I think he has been. But also, you know, Alshon Jeffrey has been out. For some, he's back. He should be healthy enough. Mm. I don't know. I mean, that, that's going to be an entertaining game to watch, uh, as opposed to the Monday night game, which Patriots go into MetLife against the Jets, and that is going to be the farthest thing from entertaining, and I'm a Jet fan. Well, that that could be interesting, no? I mean, the last time they played them, they were... They were they weren't too far off. I mean, Luke Falk. I, I, know, I know the Pats, you know, pulled it away in the final score against the Giants. You know, it was a little misleading. 
I mean, that was a competitive game for a while. Yeah, it was. And, and Brady was not sharp. No, and... That, but he was better with his legs, go figure. Yeah, of course. And the pit, New England this season is struggling on the special teams, and that is, that can be um, a death nail for them. You know, of course, Gostowski has been out. He's on injured reserve, so they're working with Mike Nugent. He's missed a couple of uh, P, uh, right. uh, extra points and the uh, punting. and But, I mean, they've also got some special teams touchdowns, too, on the defensive side of it. Um, the defense is, is the best part oh, of the yeah, game. So yeah, the, their defense is holding up. Like, that is the, the base. That's the bread and butter this year. They're not going with a full offensive. I mean, as it is... Um, they're going to be without. Looks like Josh Gordon for a little while. They are getting um, uh, Harris, the uh, the first round draft pick this year. You know, Philip Dorsett, Julian Edelman. They'll be out there. But I mean, Josh Gordon not being there, you know, could bring things down. Plus Rex Burkhead, like that backfield. Not that there's one bell cow. Not that there's one you know monster to feed. But I mean. Like every, you know, it seems like every other week it's either Sony Michelle or nobody. So, so so who do you see challenging them in the championship game? I mean, kind of discounted the Chiefs because they've got a whole lot of problems. I I don't think can be solved right now. The Ravens, but uh, look, really, well, I mean, you talk about hated. I mean, when Baltimore plays New England tough, I think they're the only team in the Brady Belichick ever. Era that has beaten the Patriots at home um, in an AFC Championship game and more than once in in Foxborough. Remember wow. there was that game thirty to thirteen in the wild card game, I think in two thousand eight, okay. and then of course the year after Justin Tucker missed that kick, um, the when they went to the Super Bowl and beat the Niners in the Harbaugh Um yeah, so the Ravens will play them tough, and and they have a very similar offense. I mean, they just pound it, you know, Ingram and... Yeah, but that defense also is suspect in Baltimore. Well, you know, look, it's only week seven. Well, who knows what... Get, for all we know... That's true, that's true. They, they should be hitting stride about now. Right, for all we know, there's going to be a mystery team that comes up and we think is uber-powerful, you know, the Texans. Like the, the Colts, the Texans. The Bills, yeah. you, you don't know Moving over to baseball, um, so the well, first of all, let's talk about the hire that has occurred. Joe Madden, uh, out of work for eighteen days, gets hired by his former employees, the Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim. Nice. Um, so he returns where he was a bench coach for years, including the O two World Series with the Angels when they won. So he's well, going back there. Um, don't forget, he's the taking, wheel turns. Well, everywhere he's gone and managed full-time, don't forget there was a small part of time where uh, he was the interim manager for the uh, Angels. Um, So, yeah, so Joe Madden has brought the Rays to the World Series and the Cubs, of course, to win the World Series. And now he goes... Amazing. That was amazing. So one of the the better coaches, uh, managers in baseball, now matches up with the best player in baseball, uh, that, of course, being Mike Trout. Perfect. So, uh, and we'll see. And right now the Mets are leaning very heavily towards, it looks like, Joe Girardi. Of course, Joe Girardi that also... Would be a, that would be great. It would be, and it'd be very surprising because don't forget this is, uh, you know, Joe kind of likes to play it his own way and there might be, you know... Well, maybe he doesn't answer that phone in the dugout. Hmm, we'll see. 
Or that could also be the problem where, you know, he doesn't and that's, hey, why didn't you? So don't forget that his time in Miami got cut short because of how he used the bullpen. And he just didn't win enough World Series for the Yankees to keep him around. So, And he also was another... Again, they, the Yankees hired Boone because Boone, you know, would pick up the phone. And he would right. listen to what yeah. Cashman said. And Girardi's not. Girardi's one of those. But he's also he also costs a pretty penny, too. A couple million unless he takes a pay cut. The other name that's being abandoned, bandied around by the Mets are Carlos Beltran. Oh, please. Do you want to see it? I'm not interested in that, are you? Well, the joke is is that he doesn't bring in Seth Lugo because he's terrified of a curveball. <laughs> um, um, look, I mean, it falls in line. You know, we, as, as I mentioned, uh, Aaron Boone, uh, A.J. Hinch, um, a lot of these others, players turn managers with no previous um, prior history as a coach because, again, you just have to, <clears throat> as a former manager, you know what it's like to be a player in a clubhouse. So really, your job what is. is what is there like three three guys and like seven teams? What do you mean? I mean, there's three big name coaches that people want, right? Girardi, Matt is gone, right? Uh, I mean, but a bunch of jobs are open. Oh yeah, I think there's seven, seven or eight. Well, now I think six or seven. Um, right. Right, but it's you know, but like Sosha and Showalter, they they like to run their own ship. And they're not gonna they're not gonna go in with this whole like no we this is the roster we constructed because we are gonna score these amount of runs according to saber metrics. No, they're like hey I know we're, we're fundamental like that's what Showalter does like I build them up from the bottom up I get them prepped but you know leave me alone I'll I'll do it myself but that's not gonna fly now. Different world. <clears throat> so uh, that's that and right now we have one. Uh, participant for the 2019 World Series, and that is the Washington Nationals, a team whose season was over back in May, thanks to the New York Mets, uh, and were also dead in the water not too long ago. But after a thrilling come-from-behind victory in the wildcard game and a come-from-behind defeat to the Los Angeles Dodgers and a, a piss-poor uh, bullpen um, decisions made by Dave Roberts. Now they sweep the Cardinals, a team that really almost should not have. Amazing, yeah. They really should so, not so have. So what's their secret? Their secret is... They got different ways to score runs? Hitting. I mean, don't forget, this was a team that was top um, uh, tops in baseball. Not just the National League, but uh, I think second in runs scored overall in, right. in the in Major League Baseball. <clears throat> well, that's important. And who was number one? Uh, I think the Dodgers. Yeah, Either the Dodgers they, or that. Yeah, that rest didn't help them. No, and plus they have legitimate shutdown pitching. Scherzer has not faltered. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Strasburg, Patrick Corbin, and they've been an Annabelle Sanchez. I mean, they had the or uh, the Cardinals had two cons- game one and game two. They had a combined two hits, one hit in each. Annabelle Sanchez had a. It was great- just a shutdown. What? They shut them down. They did, and they've avoided the bullpen issues that have played. I mean, they had a they had a. So, bullpen. who do they match up better with? What's the best matchup? I, I mean, that's that's the that's the question. But really, the question is: Can is it even a, a series in the American League? So, right now, the 
Astros are leading two games to one. Uh, a game one in which Zach Grinke, I'm sorry, he is not a big game pitcher. He's a great in season. He's a great ace from right. from right. April to September. But once October rolls around, I'm sorry, he's not scary no matter how much he plays it cool. He's just not going to get the job done. Yeah. But winning game three is, is key in that seven series. And that's what they did, Garrett Cole, on the road in Yankee Stadium. And after a thrilling uh, uh, game two in which the Astros walked it off in the 11th late, Crazy. they were able to go into New York. Garrett Cole had an amazing game. And Louis, Louis Severino had a almost an almost repeat of his game last year against the Red Sox in which he was tipping pitches. That's the one where... I, I heard about that. Did, did you think that happened? I'm, I'm very sure. Now, in game five of the... That's uh, not cheating, though, right? No, it's not cheating. If, if it's, it's a tell. It's, it's like saying, is it cheating if you can tell if somebody's, oh, okay, you know, yeah, yeah. when you're playing poker, if they have a bad poker face, is that yeah, cheating? Yeah, but don't they do their own scouting? I mean, don't, I mean if the other team knows it, don't the Yankees know that that's possible? Yeah, but they're not going to know it. <clears throat> they're going to know until it. As, happens. Right. Well, they're, they're, yeah, until it happens. Until you start to realize, hey, wow, he's getting hit. And we had this issue last year. Like, oh, right. I mean, look, he settled down after that first inning. But, I mean, yeah. you give up two runs in the first inning and Garrett Cole's on the other side, a guy who's likely to be the American Cy Young Award winner, you can't do that. Right. You're setting yourself up for disaster. But this is two. Two postseasons in a row where, Lou, where Severino has pretty much said, here's what's coming, fellas. Get ready. You're going to hit it or like not. It. So, But, again, he settled down. The game got a little right. bit closer in the middle innings, but... I mean, it, you know, was it four to one, six to one? Is how that game ended. Now it got postponed because of rain here in the New York area. So that, does that help? So either side or uh, well, I definitely it, it, it rests the bullpen. Right? It does rest the bullpen. Now the idea was going into Game Four is that both teams, because you know now the big thing is a bullpen day, where you have the bullpen arms, especially in the postseason, because yeah. there are so many off days. That yeah. you know, you know, they're they're rested. They can go out, you know. Um, so okay. the so the idea is, and the Yankees have done it all season, and the Astros have done it too. One day, you know, every fifth day, you have a bullpen day where you just send out a guy who can give you two or three innings, and then you just hand it off bullpen arm to bullpen yeah, arm. Yeah, you, you piece it together. Right. So the idea for Game Four was for. You know, the Yankees to definitely do it, and probably the Astros do it too. But now that the rain has fallen, now you get um, Verlander on regular rest. Uh, not Ver- uh, I'm sorry, not Verlander on regular rest. Um, I think Grinky, Grinky on regular rest, but that also moves up Verlander to game five as opposed to game six that he would have pitched. So it actually moves him up. Or you can have a bullpen day for... Thursday. So you think it helped the Astros? I think it helped. The, I think it helped the Astros more than it helped the Yankees. And also, the Yankees, you know, their offense is is starting to come apart too. Giancarlo Stanton is on the bench. He hurt his quad in I think game one or game two, and he's been out. So he since. had one good game. He had one good game, and then he's been sitting out. So the question is, why is he st- if he, he he can't even pinch hit? He's not even available for pinch hitting. It's American League. They don't do much pinch hitting to begin with. But there's he's not pinch hitting. So it's really – so yeah, so why is he even on the roster? Don't forget, they changed the rules. You can take somebody off because of injury and replace him so you don't have to be you know one down. So why wouldn't they? I, that's the question that we're all asking and we are hearing nothing. 
And really, if they lose this game in less than seven, if they lose this series in less than seven games, that's going to be a big sticking point. Why is he not playing? Why was he not doing anything? Why was he even on the roster if he got one game and that was it? True, true. Look, if if they lose this in five games, which, look, it could happen. If Grinky, or even if they just skip over Grinky and keep him for like a game six back in Houston or something, because him in Yankee Stadium is not going to be a good idea. And you've got Verlander in game five, like you like to say, game one, game three, game five. You hit those odd games and you win them, you're in good you're in good fashion. Sure. Well, three and five is very important. Well, right now the Astros have have the leg up in that, and if they throw Verlander in Yankee Stadium on a game five, whew, that could be that could be game over. That could be series over. Um, well, but I think the Astros can match up really, really well with the Nationals. They have similar pitching, a better bullpen, and at just as much offensive firepower. Look, the Yankees can match up with the Nationals too. Um, but you know, right now they don't even know what's going down. Um, I think whoever comes, I think too much rest for the nationals might, cause they're on a high right now. This is their first ever world series in the 50 years of their franchise. Remember they're the former Montreal Expos and they've only won one postseason series, uh, ever. And that was this year. 1933 or whatever. No, no. The, well, wa- oh yeah. The Washington, this is the first time Washington, as a um, as a city has hosted a World Series game since Walter Johnson and you know Goose Goslin and all them I think in twenty four, but yeah so I think that I think that they're running on too much of a high I see a lot of similarities between this Nationals team and the two twenty fifteen Mets in terms of um, hot offense late. Really good pitching. Right, right. that's a big part um, of it. Sweeping. I mean, that builds confidence. Sweeping. And remember that year, the yeah. Royals, yeah. they were the comeback kids. They fought. They won their right. wild card game. They came back against the Astros in the DS. And then the Blue Jays, they took them to six games. So that was tough. So they came out fighting because they had to fight for everything. The Na- Nationals... Hey, we're here. This is awesome. We swept. Oh, man, this is fantastic. And then here comes either the Yankees or the Astros, and they will have just gotten out of a dogfight. And so I think too much rest for the Nationals is a bad thing. And I think, um, you know, fighter mentality for either the Astros or Yankees having to claw through. I like I like the American. I'd like the American League. Well, hey, the rest of the teams didn't do well this year. No, no. And the... Uh, so I like whoever comes out of the American League, which looks like it's going to be the Astros. Uh, also. Yeah, I mean, they were the favorites going in. So. Right. Jumping over to fantasy football for a moment. Um, not a great week here in the Everyman Sports household. A uh, couple, of, couple of losses, more losses than wins. Um, so a rough, rough week again, but hoping, hoping blue skies in the future. <laughs> Moving over to boxing, uh, Patrick Day. Have you heard about this, Patrick Day? I did hear. Yeah, he got a beating. He was knocked down early in that fight, then carried to the hospital, and he's since passed away. It's sad. Yeah, a brain I mean, injury. That's, that's the brutality, and you know, when do you stop these things? Well, also, and it's interesting that you know MMA has taken such a leap in all these years, and there yeah. is far less. Um, or at least, you know, at the time. I mean, th- this doesn't look good for boxing because it even makes it look even more antiquated. But in, you know, MMA, you haven't quite had these 
issues. I mean, you see some of the older fighters, um, Chuck. Yeah, but you get submissions. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. It's not knock the other guy out, although there are plenty of knockouts. But you look at, and look, not all of them come away clean. You look at Chuck Liddell. You look at Tito Ortiz. You talk to them. Oh, boy. You hear their interviews. Yikes. It's it's slow going. It's really, you know. It's brutal. It is. But this one, especially in boxing, because... It's constant to the head, and that you know, brain trauma suffered in the ring. Um, right. So, how do you recognize things? You know, how do you, you know, hey, that's why when you have blood sport, those things happen. Right. But boxing is nowhere near this. Price. I mean, it's it's at a low in, uh, you know, in public opinion. I think it's absolutely true, and like I said, with MMA taking a big jump, and now you know, even professional wrestling. I mean, it has been for a while, especially in the. Um, the second golden age in the late 90s, early 2000s. But, I mean, ESPN now reports on it like it's a sport. I mean, that's also ESPN's way of trying to stay... It's trying to stay relevant, but also, you know, just contact sports in general are on the rise, but it's the multifaceted part, the mixed in the mixed martial arts. It's not just, like, boxing. It's a a one, one skill. It's a multiple skill, and so, yeah... Well, it seems more legitimate. I mean, it doesn't seem as, you know, as fixed as boxing is. No. You know, because you have mandatory defenses, you know. Yeah, and like you said, there are so many different ways for it to be ended, you know? Yes, yes, so those things don't happen yet. Yeah, for sure. Um, College football, there was a big upset. Georgia loses number three. Well, they're not number three anymore. They dropped down. Right to Carolina. Carolina, South, South Carolina, Carolina, right? South Gamecocks. Gamecocks. So now they have dropped down. Excuse me. Yeah, that's, <clears throat> yeah. So how far did they drop? Uh, well, they dropped from number three all the way down to number 10. Um, also, right. Clemson, even though they win, you know, LSU 42 to 28 over Florida takes a big jump. They were at number, where were they last week? I think they were number six. They jumped all the way up to number two. So again, the SEC rules the roost, number one and number two, up at the top. Uh, Clemson drops to number three, even though they still haven't lost the game and they're the defending champs, but because they almost lost to Georgia Tech, that they're going to they're gonna suffer there. Right. Uh, Ohio State and Oklahoma rounding out four and five. Jalen Hurts in Oklahoma, he's putting a hurting on, that's for sure. Yeah, he is. Now, what about Alabama? That defense is is nowhere near like the one I remember. No, no. I mean... But they put up points. Yeah, Texas A&U. I'm sorry, Texas A&M. Texas A&M. Yeah, I apologize. Texas A&M putting up 28 on Alabama. Alabama, of course, scored 47. That's why two is the number one draft pick. But still, 28 points. That's a lot that Alabama's given up. Um, yeah, it's and, like arena football. Well, don't forget, there's you know, on down the line, Alabama and LSU will be playing. Remember, they're in the same division, so right. uh, in the SEC, so they're going to come up against each other. And uh, Auburn, who's sitting, where's Auburn by the way? Auburn, who's Third. sitting at number eleven. Don't forget that Iron Bowl comes on the last week of the season, so Alabama is going to have its hands full going down. Uh, Fantastic, yeah. Well, it'd be nice to see them tested. I mean, that's what you want. I mean, what well, would be great if they lose, but, you know. And what about uh, Notre Dame? Notre Dame holding in solid at number eight in a close game at USC, 30-27. to 
That's their biggest rival, historically. Them, yeah. Yeah, of course. If not them, Army. But, I mean, that was back when Army was, you know... Yeah, that was way back. That was way back when, when they used to play at Yankee Stadium, and those were big games. Um, Wisconsin, Penn State, Oklahoma, uh, Florida, and, like, as I mentioned, Georgia, rounding out the top ten. Right. Yeah, so it's it's going to be interesting going down and seeing seeing how that plays out. Sure, stay tuned. There you go. All right, Dad. Well, thanks very much for joining me this week. Oh, that was a lot of fun. Thank you. All right, Andrew, take it away. This has been another episode of Everyman Sports. The show's music is Cold Funk by Kevin McLeod and is licensed under CC Attribution 3.0. Everyman Sports can be found on Facebook.com, where you can like it to receive updates and news. Visit Everyman Sports in the iTunes Store to leave a review of the show. Also, visit everymansports.podbean.com directly to comment and support. Everyman Sports can be contacted directly at everymansports at gmail.com.